Hey, it's Ofense and I am a transformational life coach. I help people get unstuck, get their ish together and live the lives of their dreams. So welcome to episode 11 of the podcast. Today, I just want to be vulnerable. I want to be vulnerable. I want to get into the nitty gritty of my heart and what's happening. I have some good news and with those good news, I want to share my experience of moving from somebody with a very extremely maladaptive perfectionist mindset, which is a fixed mindset, versus somebody into somebody who is having a growth mindset in the realm of business. So if you know me or if you've known me for long, you know what you're about to hear. And you heard it here first. Taji is back, y'all. Taji is back. Oh my God! Wow! Like she never left. <laughs> I've got some notes over here, and if you don't know me well, and you've just met me, and you know, you're just like, oh my gosh, who are you? You're like, what do you mean? What is Taji? Who is Taji? Taji is a business that I started in 2013, selling um, sheer butter. And I had been doing it from 2013 and I officially closed it in 2020 because it was just, it was not doing things it needed to do. In fact, it wasn't the business's fault. It was me. It was me. I've done a lot of growing since um, and I've revived Taji. Thank God I didn't just like shut everything down. I just like put it on archive because I was just like, I love my business i really do and i want to do the best that i can for it so i've worked on myself i've worked on my mindset and this is something that i can also help you to do obviously because i'm a coach um and i have revived taji so now i am a coach and a businesswoman okay all right i mean I, i've always been a businesswoman um in my day 2016 i used to call myself miss ceo anyway um enough banter of that so today i want to share with you how to shift from a fixed mindset which is also aka a perfectionist mindset to a growth mindset using the example of taji using my personal example being as vulnerable as i can about the thoughts that i was having i want to share with you five thoughts that were driving my decisions in the past and now the five new thoughts that i've decided to take on that have helped me to move forward in this area of business and if you see yourself please call yourself out and recognize these patterns that may be sabotaging your progress in business progress in your career because how you show up in one place is how you show up in all the other places in your life so if you find yourself really sabotaging yourself in terms of business or in terms of career or in terms of money, things that just involve you being able to move forward, these may be the thoughts that are motivating you. Thought number one in regards to um, the fixed mindset, okay? The thought is my mistakes will reflect that I'm not smart. I dwell on my mistakes. They reflect my self-worth. I am offensive and I am a perfectionist, okay? And I confess that these were the thoughts that were motivating most of my decisions, the majority of my decisions, despite the fact that I've been obsessed with self-development and growth and personal growth and all of those things, 
I was in a loop. I was just stuck in this thought loop that my mistakes will reflect that I'm not smart. And I know that I've always been smart, right? Um, it's something that was reflected to me a lot by teachers. It was reflected to me by my fellow students. It was reflected to me by my dad, my mom, my sister, brother, like everyone, church, look. Everywhere I went, I was always known as the smart chick, right? And so if I had got, when I got into my business and I was required to, you know, think outside of the box or think about things that I'd never thought before, um, occupy the positions of, you know, the different positions that you have in your own business when you're the one-man show. And it required me to access thoughts that, or skills that I didn't have and I couldn't learn um, and ask for help. That in my mind, would have reflected that I was stupid in a way. And it didn't sit well with me. It really didn't. And so I really struggled with this thought. And I really struggled to move forward, make mistakes. I wanted things to be perfect before I actually did anything. And so it led to a lot of inertia. For example, 2013 is when I started the business. It was a side business for like three years and then I quit my job in 20, uh, end of 2015. So 2016 was the year that I decided to focus on the business and give myself time. So all the excuses that I had had before were no more, right? I had time, um, I, I had a little bit of money, not a lot. Um, and I had the support, right, from my community, like my friends, my family, and my then partner were supportive of the business and so I had all the excuses out of the door but but I was my own biggest adversary and so I used the time that I had to waste <laughs> on trying to get a business plan out so that I can get funding did I ever get that funding no I think being in South Africa is probably one of the most privileged things that you can ever have as a young person I don't think South Africans understand how lucky they are and how well uh, uh, supported they are by the government, right? So the government has got funds, they've got grants, they are giving out money left, right, and center. You don't have to be corrupt. You just literally need a business plan and tell them what are you going to do with the money and show them that you're, you're going to be a responsible citizen about it. And you can get a hundred thousand rand. That's like the equivalent of almost a million Kenyan shillings. Um, if you prove that I've been in business for a year, this is how my business is doing. This is what I would do with the hundred thousand rands, right? And then there were other grants. There was a six hundred thousand rand grant, which is like six million Kenyan shillings for um, equipment. But I was dilly dallying. I didn't get my my proposal together. I really pushed it out until it was just impossible and then I went back to book. Right? Right? If you see yourself in the story, I tell I say this to say I've been there. I've been there. I looked money in the face and I was just like, no, I can't make a mistake. And so, because I was fixated on the mistakes um, and not making one, I really, really had tied that to my self-worth. And it sabotaged me. It sabotaged me big time. I literally pushed millions of rands away because of that type of mentality. Okay?
So I just want you to think about the areas in your life where you may be displaying this type of behavior. The areas in your life where you may be pushing away the opportunities that you want because you're so fixated on your mistakes and you think that you have to be the smart person and you have to, and these mistakes will expose that you're not smart, you know? So this is the thought that I decided to change and think in order to be able to get out of that find that loop, that thing that was just really stopping me from succeeding in my business, right? So that thought that I chose was like, I can learn from mistakes and improve. I know that I've probably said that before. I've said it. I've said it. I love self-development. That's what people say. So I've said it. But did I believe it? Was it here? Was it a heart thing? Was I really committed to believing that I can learn from my mistakes and improve? That's a very good question. <laughs> That's a very good question. And I can tell you for free, I did not believe that. Okay? I didn't believe that I could learn from my mistakes. I was mortified by my mistakes. If I made a mistake, I would hide, I would buffer, I would eat, I would drink, I would do all sorts of things, right? To avoid the icky feelings that came with being like, I made a mistake. I didn't even want to learn new languages because of the fact that I didn't want to be seen to be not smart, to, to be not catching. <laughs> and how am I reflecting on this in my business right now? I am willing to make mistakes. I have, in fact, I see myself making mistakes in my coaching business. I see myself making mistakes in my current, in my, in my product business, right? So I've got a service and a product business in my product business. I be making mistakes, y'all. I be making mistakes and I'm okay with them because I know that those mistakes aren't a reflection of my smartness. It's not, it's not. Let me take you to the second thought, right? The second thought pair that I was struggling with. So in my fixed mindset, in my fixed mindset, the thought that I was having is my self-worth is contingent on meeting a particular standard. I could only esteem myself if I had met a specific standard. I could not feel worthy unless I had this type of business that looked like this with this type of branding and this type of packaging and this type of customer service. Of course, it's high standards. It's great. It looked great. In fact, my brand was great. I have an excellent brand. It's beautiful. It serves people. The product is amazing. But my self-worth was hinging on it. That's where the error came in. I shouldn't have tied my worth to my business. Because the business goes up and down, up and down, up and down. It changes. Things are just always thinking. Because <laughs> it's business. Right? And I had tied my entire self-worth. Like, if I didn't make a sale, I felt unworthy. If I made a sale, I felt worthy. Right? If I went through for weeks, with no engagement on my social media, I, I felt worthy, worthless, sorry. 
I felt worthless. And if somebody responded positively and gave me a testimonial, I felt so worthy. It was just incredible. Incredible. Yeah? And I made the mistake of tying my self-worth to my business. And this is a thought that I have now that changed the game for me, right? That changed the game for me when it came to business and actually made me be able to separate myself from my business. Okay, from a professional point of view, that's actually very good. Um, but also separating my worth from the way that I'm performing, the way that my business is performing, right? My self-worth is not contingent on meeting a set standard. I am a valuable person beyond my performance. You know what the crazy thing is? I brought this mentality of thinking that my performance reflects my worth to my new job. When I went back to corporate in 2017, I brought it with me. I brought it with me. I did not work on it because obviously I didn't see it. I was, I was unaware. And that's what coaching really helped me with to become aware of these patterns. Obviously when I, I mean, then I think I, the, the issues I was dealing with is just money mindset. I was dealing with drama, I was dealing with self-love. I was dealing at that level. And when I moved into corporate, I brought those issues with me. And when I moved out of corporate, I still brought those issues with me until I worked on them. And I realized that, hey, you are worthy regardless of your performance. You are worthy just as you are as a human being. Your worth is not tied to your business at all. Your business could be making one rent shillings USD, right? Or your business could be making 100,000 rent shillings USD, whatever. And it's not a reflection of your worth. Your performance in your business is not a reflection of your core worth. You are worthy just as you are. I hope that lands. I hope that hits. I hope that sits somewhere in your spirit. I hope that convicts you in a little, you know, and helps you to move from the fixed to the growth mindset. The fixed thought that your worth has anything to do with your business. Let that go, sis. Let that go, bro. It's just not... It's not. And I was stuck in that loop. I really was. And now I'm so, so grateful that I've worked on it. It took me a couple of months. I've worked on it and I've been able to now revive my product business without drama. Okay? Without drama. Without this type of drama. If I wake up tomorrow and my product business has not sold one tub, I don't mean, I don't make that to mean anything about me and my worth and my performance, right? I just pick up, keep moving, do what's on the plan, do the work, because I know that ultimately I am worthy, regardless of what happens there. Thought number three, thought pay number three. I want to be perfect because I'm afraid to fail. Yeah. That's thought number three. I want to be perfect because I'm afraid to fail. My motivation to do well and to have a high standard and to have things looking perfect was because I was afraid of failure. I was really afraid 
of what will people think? What will people say? What will people, you know, how will people see me if I'm a failure? You know, I've even made it mean that I'm a failure. If my business fails, what does that mean? I made it, I made it mean a whole lot of things. And so when I saw my business slipping day by day, I mean, of course, I'll go to a market with my friend. And then that day, we'd probably sell like one or two tubs of shea butter. And it really would put me in the dumps. Because I'm just like, yo, there were like literally 100 people or 1,000 people at this market, but only two. Only two. Can you see the, the problematicness of that? Can you see the problematicness of feeling like a failure in that moment and wanting to appear perfect? So, of course, because I wanted to appear perfect, uh, whenever I had media interviews, whenever I had um, uh, magazine interviews, anything PR related, right? So I was on, I was on a lot of TV shows, radio shows, magazines talking about being a young black woman in business and I felt a lot of shame because I didn't feel like my business was doing as well as my peers um and not that they were they were showing their numbers or anything it just looked like they were doing better you know and I secretly knew obviously my numbers and I just didn't want to look like a failure I really didn't and that was the motivation and 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 I love to coach on this because now let's just think about what actions or you know results that led to if the thought is i want to do well i want to be perfect because i'm afraid of failure what are you feeling i'm feeling fearful i'm feeling afraid i'm feeling apprehensive nervous um i don't want to do things right so what does that feeling inspire the actions that it inspires is buffering i won't work on my business or if I do, it'll be in a frantic manner. I'll just be working on, on, on busy work, updating the website. The website doesn't even really matter. Can people buy or not though? I have an example in my mind and I'm just gonna share it. There's somebody that I know who's built a, probably a million rand built business at this point, right? with a janky ass website her website was janky yo you could not navigate that thing and i was obsessed with mine right i wanted to make sure that it was perfect because it couldn't fail i didn't want to look like i was failing but where is she now doing amazing things with her business amazing things serving so many customers with her business very important to be focused on the on the things that matter a website most of the time is not who even visits websites we just need to go there put in our details buy the thing get it to us you know so the, those are the things that i was obsessing about that's thought number three in the fixed mindset and how it manifested in my business now how which thought did i choose that was a growth mindset thought that changed the game for me in that particular area. My thought was, I wanna do well because I want to succeed. Now, there we go, there's the motivation, because I want to succeed. Looking at failure versus success, right? So you, if your motivation is failure, you actually call failure in. 
if your motivation is success, let's, let's walk through that model. Let's walk through what it does in your brain. So I want to succeed. How does that, what does that do in your mind? It's like, okay, I'm striving. I'm feeling motivated. I'm feeling inspired. I want to move forward. That's the feeling, right? What does it do? It inspires action. I'm open to ideas. I try things out. I want to see what's going to work, what's not going to work. I talk to people. I tell them I'm, I'm doing this. This is my business. I share with them, right? What was I doing? The complete opposite. <laughs> I was very rigid in my ideas. I didn't want to hear what people had to say. But, if I was, but right now, I'm motivated by success. So if somebody says, try this, I'll be like, okay, respectfully, this is not in this timeline but i'm more than willing to try if what i'm doing right now does not work happy happy to go for it you know open to ideas because i'm motivated by success i am actually inspired i'm open i'm excited i'm working on the website with the mindset that i'm doing what needs to be done but i stop when i say i'm stop stopping you know i'm not gonna over tweak little things that don't even matter Little buttons that no one's ever going to press on. I'm pressing on this website thing just in case this is, this is your word. <laughs> just in case this is why you came to this podcast, right? Let's talk about thought number four. What is the fourth thought that was holding me back that had me in a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset in regards to my business, Taji? BTW, shameless plug, www.taji.co.za. Buy some shea butter. We've got the best mix in the globe, I can say, because I love it. I love it. I use it every day. Thought number four since I am afraid to fail and want to avoid challenges. Ooh, honey. Since I'm afraid to fail, I want to avoid challenges. I personally dislike being challenged. I don't like it. I don't like it because it exposes me. It exposes that I'm not smart. It exposes that I'm not, you know, I don't have it together. It exposes a lot of things. But that's the old me, right? Of course. That, I mean, not that I don't struggle with those thoughts. I do especially in different areas but in the area of business whew, let me tell you how that showed up with Taji so the challenge of course when I was running the business was getting into spaces where I needed to talk to people that have money so that they can give it to me so that I can grow my business but what is the challenge I now have somebody else's money and I have to grow it I can't lose it that's a challenge did I take it? Nope. I was like, mm -mm, I'm going to bootstrap self-sabotage. I'm not saying people that, boot, that are bootstrapping are self-sabotaging, but for me, in my case, it was self-sabotage because I had access. I had access to people that were in these big government funds that were able to connect me to millions of brands to be able to leverage the 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 product that i had and it was pretty new at the time like who was using shea butter in south africa in 2015 you know um and it's such an amazing product to this day actually till the day i die i'm gonna be a shea butter babe generations and generations to come 
So, and I'm happy I'm saying shea butter. That's very American. I feel like we say shea butter in South Africa, but yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's that's literally where I was at. I did not want the challenge. I didn't want it to be hard. I I, I probably I mean the most funding I got in my business was probably like around fifteen thousand rands, and obviously I didn't have to pay it back. It was just like gifts from people. But now, when I see that it's necessary, oh, I'll go for it. Oh, I'll go for that. I will fill out that loan application fast, quick, fast, and share the value that I'm actually offering on the market and get the investors and get the government to, to hook me up, right? And I say to, like, I say this to say, this challenging thing, this thing of hating challenges showed up in every single area of my life. It showed up in work, it showed up in corporate when I went back to corporate. Because if some, I mean, I would say like, oh, I love a challenge, right? But it's not really a challenge if you can do it. If you know exactly how to do it, it's not. It's not awful, it can be hard for other people, but if it's not a challenge for you, it's not a challenge. It's not going to stretch you. You're not going to grow. And I wanted that. I wanted to stay like at the top of my game. <laughs> I don't want to be challenged. And the problem is that you don't grow if you don't walk into the challenge. You don't. You just simply don't. And so I found my business being capped in, at a ceiling of getting revenue that was um, uh, at the at the amount of salary that I was earning at the time, right? It was just hitting the that. That was the, the highest sales month that I had, right? And that was just revenue. So if you take off all of the costs and whatnot, minus profit, minus that, I man, the profit wasn't even that much. It wasn't even half of my salary that I was earning at the time. And so it was just not worth it because I didn't want to get challenged. And if you don't get challenged, what do you do? You don't grow. You don't grow. I didn't, want to, I didn't want the challenge of having to write a business plan that I'd never written before. I didn't want the challenge of having to um, uh, like get uncomfortable and talk to people that I don't normally would, that I wouldn't have normally talked to. Because believe it or not, I'm actually an introvert. I'm not shy anymore, but I used to be a little, a little shy. You know, I projected um, confidence, but I knew I was a little shy inside and I didn't want to be rejected. That was a challenge. Getting into a conversation knowing that somebody's going to say no, challenge. Not accepted at the time. And what thought did I have that changed the game for me? The thought that I had, thought pair number four, was since I want opportunities to succeed, I seek opportunities where I am stretched. Right? I seek opportunities where I'm stretched. I remember in corporate, my first job, I had um, uh, a stretch goal. So they were like, okay, here's your goals, your KPIs for the year, da, 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 and here's your stretch goal, like something that was seemingly impossible, just outside of the possibility realm for me. Oh my God, that stretch goal stressed me so, so much that I completely ignored it and sabotaged myself. And I was just like, I'm not even going to enter this. I'm not even going to try it. Or if I set a stretch goal, I set a stretch goal that I know I can achieve. <laughs> I did that for the first couple of months, but then obviously uh, they could see 
my capabilities, they could see my potential and that stretch goal, the next time I tried to set something similar, they were just like, ah, uh-uh, that's not how we roll. That's not, that's not what's going to work here. <laughs> so yeah, that's so important to remember that if you want an opportunity to succeed, you need to seek an opportunity that shows you that you need to stretch, you need to grow. The things that you want are on the other side of growth. Everything that you want is on the other side of growth. You don't have it because you're not the person yet. And you have to grow into the person. If you were the person, you'd have it. Everything you have is because you've grown into it. And growth is hard. And that's why I'm so grateful for the fact that I've gotten somebody to hold my hand. I've got coaches, coaches that know me, coaches that don't, coaches that I listen to on podcasts every week and keep feeding into my mind and reminding me and giving me new thoughts, offering new thoughts for me to to be able to think that replace all of these old fixed mindset thoughts of the fact that my worth is, is, is connected to the things that I do and that I need to be perfect and that I can't fail. Those thoughts sabotage were sabotaging me still sometimes they crop up and i'm very conscious of them to be able to reel myself back in and just be like yeah then actually actually <laughs> let me focus let me focus on the right thing yeah okay so thought number five thought pair number five of the fixed and growth mindset um thoughts that sabotage me in taji thought number five I need to be number one to prove my smartness. I went in with the very wrong energy of thinking I'm going to be the best. What does the best even look like? I'm just saying. And this obviously was fueled by the fact that in school, I was number one, right? In high school. Obviously, that was turned on its head when I got to university because I met real number ones. I was not it, but then I attributed that to the fact that, oh no, I was doing a course that I didn't really want to do. So in my mind, I still wanted to pursue that number oneness, right? When I got to work, I was number one for a short while. And then that number oneness, it just, it was not sustainable. And that's the problem with looking for success in other people's goals and other people's standards and other people's uh, 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 yeah, in other people's things. Get out of other people's business. <laughs> I learned a very good lesson this week. There are three businesses in this world. Your business, other people's business, the business of the divine, the business of the Lord. And you can only be in two. You can only be in two. And guess which two those are? your business and the business of the divine get out of the business of other people but i was deep within the business of other people i needed to be there because i needed to be in their business so i can see that vele vele yeah i'm number one i'm number one if you have that mentality i'm I'm lovingly calling you out (laughs) lovingly calling you out to check yourself check yourself Especially if you were number one in school. Eh? That's where we get these mentalities reinforced. Because you feel like you need to bring that energy. 
If you're number one, you're number one, that's great. But let that not be your motivation or primary pushing because that means you're in other people's business and looking at their goals and being like, my goal has to be one or three bigger than theirs, you know? And the thought that really humbled me in this space in, in regards to my business um, of Taji is I'm satisfied with meeting my personal goals. I didn't even have goals. I won't even lie, I didn't even have goals. My goal was to be better than the other ones, than the other businesses, than the other Shia butter salads. That was my goal. That was my goal. It was toxic, y'all. It was toxic. But now I have my personal goals. I'm striving towards my personal goals. Even in my personal life, I have my personal goals that I'm striving towards that have nothing to do with anybody else's business except mine and the business of the divine. It's a word, y'all. I'm in my preachy mood today. <laughs> you just brought up Pastor Ofi. Hmm? Well, that actually has got a good ring to it. But anyway, let me not. Um, if you are struggling with some of these thoughts, some of these fixed mindset, perfectionist type thoughts, and you would love to change them and work with somebody to change them, I'm here. I'm your coach. I'm going to leave the link to booking your first free one-hour consultation where we have a look of where are you, where do you want to be, how can we bridge the gap, what sort of thoughts do you need to think in order to be able to get the life that you want. Book your one-hour session today. It's in the description box below. And today's program, of course, is lovingly brought to you by Taji Dotsirotere. Uh, Taji is a sheer butter cream that is so luxurious. For your hair and your skin, top to toe, girl, I'm a lazy, lazy girl. I love a lazy, lazy girl product. I love it. Two bits. <laughs> And that's exactly what I have brought to you and what I've brought to the market using uh, Taji. So make sure that you get yourself a tub of Taji to support the business and make, yourself, make sure that you, um, it's actually only available in South Africa at the moment. So if you're in South Africa, get yourself uh, a, a jar of Taji. If you're not, then um, maybe get somebody that you know that you love a gift card to buy themselves uh, some Taji right if you're not in south africa yeah and that's how you can support the business and that's how you can support this particular episode so i am grateful to have you thank you so much for being here and for listening in and i'm looking forward to to chatting to you again next week hmm? when we enter episode 12 and i update you on how things are going but in the meantime let's celebrate taji woo Welcome back. I should be having a welcome back party in May um, or something along those lines. Hmm? I'll think about it properly. Anyways, have yourself a fabulous week. I love you so much. Mm.